Welcome to the Shock Your Potential podcast with your host, Michael Sherlock. We all have potential, but sometimes we need inspiration to get us to our peak performance. Whether you are starting out in your career, ready to move up the corporate ladder, or taking the leap into entrepreneurship, Michael's guests provide powerful tools and resources to shock your potential. Shock Your Potential is a global professional development training company committed to your unique journey. Learn more about us today at shockyourpotential.com and download our free Shock Your Potential app today. Listen in to today's expert. Thank you for joining us on another episode of Shock Your Potential. And as always, I am your host, Michael Sherlock. All month long, we are talking about an issue that is very important to all of us, but maybe we don't always take enough time to talk about. And my guest today is going to talk to us about how he helps people with a very specific part of the importance of their financial well-being, and that is their credit and credit score. And you're going to love it because I told him before we started taping that if he and I would have met long, long ago and got married, we would have been Michael Sherlock Holmes, both of us together. Excuse me. So my guest is Michael Holmes, and he has helped thousands of people in the last 10 years to raise their credit score, a combined total of a of hundreds of thousands of points. And this includes converting hundreds of renters into home buyers, which we know is so important and what a great opportunity. He's been in the financial industry for almost 30 years. He has a series seven, 63, 65 licenses, as well as his lending and real estate licenses, which means he likes taking tests for some reason. I don't know. We'll have to find out what's wrong with him in that vein. <laughs> and all of this uh, information, all these incredible licenses and experience has been funneled into Delta Credit Restoration, which he founded in 2010. He has a brand new book called The Not-So-Common-Sense Approach to Credit Repair, and it's quasi-inspirational and instructional and comes at a time when for a lot of people whose industries have been so severely hit by COVID-19, that they have felt the effects. And not just, you know, by the time we got to the end of 2020, but you know, how they felt in January and February and March. And hopefully some of them are finding some peace now that we're into April, but goodness knows that things like this can help hurt us for the long term. So Michael, thank you for joining me today. Thank you for having us. It's great. Great to talk to you. And I actually uh, have a little bit of of background in this uh, specifically because long, long ago when a planet and galaxy far, far away, I used to work for an organization called Consumer Credit Counseling Service. And we weren't helping people necessarily to repair their credit, but hopefully not to harm it any further um, and give them some options uh, that might be alternatives to bankruptcy or help them to make that you know decision if they, if they were there. And so credit scores and your credit history is so vital to people. And it can be it can be hit pretty hard very easily. So I'm really looking forward to, uh, you know, learning more about what you do. So in your own words, after I gave a little intro to your bio, tell us a little bit more about you and your company and how you help your clients to shock their potential. Well, um, about 10 years ago, um, I was a bank manager for, we'll just call it a no-namer bank. And, uh, and I had two branches that I was managing and we had a lot of people come in trying to get a loan. And uh, we had this credit repair company that we were sending them to in hopes that they would get their credit face to come back. And it never really happened. And about 20 or 25 people in, I decided, well, let me call and find out how things are going. And basically they all got ripped off. So uh, we started helping customers on our own. 
uh, because one thing that I found is one, it was very hard to get reputable help. And two, the baseline of really what people needed to understand about credit and financing was so convoluted that it was just a lose-lose situation. So we started the company Delta Credit Restoration really because we couldn't find, and we're in, we're in the Tampa Bay area here in Florida, uh, we really couldn't find a reputable resource locally that we could count on. Uh, and then one thing led to another. Now, 10 years later, here we are uh, helping our clients. Uh, and we have a very, very different approach to credit pair, which we'll get into, but uh, which is, I think, more akin to what you were probably doing back in the day. Uh, mm -hmm. And we can go over all that. But really for us, Delta was established to be a, a reputable alternative. Uh, because mm -hmm. you, what we always tell our clients is 99% of the companies that really do what we do are fraud. They're either fraud in their methodology or they're fraud in their intent. Uh, so you just got to be real careful when you're asking for help. Uh, and just like with COVID help, sometimes in the end, you need help from the help that you got. And yeah. that's kind of where we're at now. That's so true. And I remember when, um, so when I was a part of Consumer Credit, it was a really large a nonprofit organization throughout the U.S. I don't even know if they exist anymore. I think mm. they got bought out by somebody else. But, um, but you know, there were a, a strict set of ethical guidelines. You know yeah. that we that we practiced in our relationships with our with our um, banking and lending partners were. I mean, that was sacrosanct. You know, you took that was so important to make sure that we were you know, helping their customers as they were referring them to directly to us. And I remember uh, by the time I kind of was moving out of that industry, the the rise in all these other kinds of organizations like ours, because yeah. people said, hey, we can make money in this, yeah. you know, and we're not like, a lot, oh, but some, yeah. yeah, not a lot, but you can. <laughs> and you're right, that that was, I know, always the worry is, you know, what's this going to mean for the end consumer who really is needing help doesn't and needs guidance and needs support, but may not be getting exactly what they need because somebody has some different motives um, uh -huh. for creating this business. So I can see how, unfortunately, you felt you found a partner who wasn't a very good partner. Right, right. Uh, and that's important because if you're going down the wrong path and it's just, you know, it's just taking even longer to accomplish your goals. And a lot of times this stuff is time sensitive. You're either getting sued, you're getting evicted, or you need to find a new place to live. You got to yeah. get that job security clearance. You know, you need that car insurance and your credit can affect all those things. It's not just, hey, can I get a credit card? It's, it's a lot of other things that your credit will, will, will affect and offset, you know, your quality of life or your know, standard of life uh, because you're just paying ridiculous fees and interest and that sort of thing. Well, and I think I don't, you know, I don't know anymore. I'm so far out of this industry, but, you know, even when I was in it, I volunteered for like, we had a, there was a large nonprofit called Economics America. So I went into mm -hmm. schools and taught things about, you know, the importance of your credit score and, mm -hmm. you know, what mm -hmm. to watch and how to check your credit score once a year, for instance. And, you know, I mean, my husband and I do that every year. We have it time to, when we do our taxes. So every mm -hmm. year we get all of our credit bureau reports, we check them for, you nice. know, and, and I'll tell you, not every year we find problems, but probably every other year we find something that's just wrong or just, you yeah. know, needed to be fixed or, you know, where did that pop up? And, and that kind of visibility is really important, but I don't even know if, you know, most people know that they can and should do that once a year. Or, yeah. Uh, you'll be surprised. One, in, they need to one in three people actually have an issue on their credit report that needs to be resolved. Wow. It's a pretty astounding number, either an erroneous number or something that maybe, shouldn't be there but is there but be written the wrong way there's there's always something on about a third because you got to figure there are billions and billions of people that use it 
And there's billions and billions of requests to change the information every day. And I don't care how good of an organization you are, there's going to be huge cracks in that. And, and from an operational perspective. So, you know, to take the lighter side and not to say that it's intentional on their part to have these errors on there, say that, hey, just from a logistic standpoint, you, the consumer, need to be aware of what's on your credit report. And again, for us at Delta, it's not about the score. I could care less what the credit score of a customer is. And that's kind of a weird thing to say from a credit repair company. But for us, it's not the score that matters because your credit is not the score. Your credit right. is the behavior that yeah. leads to the score. And ah. that's that not so common sense approach that we talk about. People wanna worry about the score, but they don't wanna worry about paying their bills on time to get the score, right? <laughs> yes. That's a bit of an issue, right? That's so, a good point. So we've gotta kind of circle back now and we focus on two primary behaviors. The first behavior that we really hone in on is, are you cognizant of what's going on around you financially? What's mm -hmm. coming in? What's going out? How much is it costing you? How much are you earning? What is the relationship that you have with these merchants and creditors that have a financial backbone to it? Do you know the terms and agreement? Do you know what happens when you default? Do you know what happens when you give them a deposit? You know, what are the parameters of your relationship? And then the second behavior that we look for is that you're financially buoyant, right? Mm -hmm. And that's ultimately what lenders want. They don't care about anything other than can you pay them when things go wrong? And right. to do that, you have to have a certain kind of financial makeup to make that happen. All of that has nothing to do with your score directly, but it does have a very direct score, a direct relationship as to whether or not you're lendable. And so yeah. when we get a customer in, you know, we have to explain that because it kind of sets the tone that, hey, this isn't about your score. This is about your behavior and the financial longevity of, of what's going on. Uh, and it's not necessarily about fixing your credit for a lot of our customers, it's about making them lendable, right? Mm -hmm. So if you're coming to me to get a loan, we gotta focus on you being lendable. If you're here to get out of debt and build a financial future, then we're gonna talk about building your credit as a behavior. And that's mm -hmm. that not so common sense approach. Yeah, I, you know, it makes me think back, there was a, a client that we had who actually ended up becoming a volunteer for me when I worked at Consumer Credit and she did a lot of classes. And I remember when she and her husband came in as clients the first time because he had um, uh, gone through, he was, he had cancer. And so mm -hmm. he'd had a lot of chemo and a lot of hospital stays and they had accumulated about 40 or $50,000 in medical debt. That was, wow. you know, what they're out of pocket, not what the insurance company had already paid. And I think, you know, she was a stay at home mom and he probably made $25,000 a year. And they first came and, you know, it was a, it was a situation where they could have cleared that with bankruptcy. And, mm -hmm. but they didn't want to, they wanted to pay that and they wanted to be responsible for it. And it, you know, it took them a while, but I'll tell you what, they were so dedicated that, and because of, you know, them becoming volunteers and, you know, mm -hmm. especially the wife, they got to know some of the bankers that were on our board of directors. And it was amazing uh, when they were able to buy a home because mm -hmm. most people who had gone through what they had gone through you know, and had that kind of impact because for a while right. they couldn't keep up with the bills, you know, and right. then when they, you know, got him back working, they just tackled it and tackled it and gave up a lot of things. But I remember when they got their home loan because, um, and they got it because their diligence and what they did showed the behavior the and showed the outcome yeah. and showed just exactly to your point, exactly. when things get tough, what are you going to do? They could have wiped it all out and they didn't. 
And, um, and I don't think anybody would have, you know, blamed them had they said, you know, we just can't do it. We we need a fresh start, but boy, what did that tell you about their commitment to uh, honor their debts? Well, that's, and that's one of the big lessons that we try to teach our customers is that, you know, things are going to happen to you and you, you, you really can't change that. And that's why we have a, we have a savings mechanism in, in our credit repairs because you've got to prepare for the inevitable. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, people come to me all the time and says, oh, I only have bad credit because I lost my job or I got hurt or I got divorced or I had children. You know, one of these events was this catalyst that caused that spiral. And they're probably absolutely correct. But the question is, is are you prepared for that? Because this yeah. the, the truth of the matter is it happens to everybody. Everybody gets fired. Everybody, you know, gets hurt. Everybody potentially gets divorced nowadays. So are you financially prepared for that? And that's really where we're at now is we're trying to redefine what credit is because as long as you're worried about a score, you're never worried about, hey, I just lost my job, now what, mm-hmm. right? So we've got to focus again, circle back, go back to the to the basics and kind of do like grandma used to do. You, know, you fill out the check register when you're doing transactions, you know, <laughs> little things like that make a big difference. Grandma always had cash. She always had money, right? Yeah. She always had money. She was never broke. Nope. But she always got paid less than everybody else. Yep. And she always had that that little, that envelope of money that was also hidden away that grandpa never knew anything about. Exactly. Right. (laughs) So, you know, really for us, it's about, it's about getting back to the basics and and doing those things that are going to, again, that second behavior we're looking for is creating that longevity uh, in what they're doing. So, um, so the, the first thing we always tell our clients is when they come to us is, well, what are you here for? Right. Are you here to buy a house? Are you here to to, to get from under that car note, or you, you know, you're trying to get from under the debt, or those student loans that are are mounting up. Like, what are you here for? And and once you know what that is, once you know what your why is, so to speak, um, then you figure out your how. Yeah. Right. And it starts with you know creating that budget, and then from the budget, you work on the credit as a you know in a more traditional sense. Um, so really, when we get a client, and that's how we help, is we we, we focus in on the goal first and then we figure out a way to well how do we get to that goal financially and for you know what i always tell people is the cornerstone to your credit repair is not found in your credit report right the cornerstone to your credit repair is found in your checking account how you handle your assets will determine how you handle your debts right if you can't pay the light bill you don't care about the credit card payment if you can't pay them the mortgage or the rent you don't care about that two-year-old medical debt that's going to eventually lower your score. So we've right. got to get the everyday basic stuff right. And then couple that with knowing what your rights are as a consumer with the Fair Credit Reporting Act, the Fair Debt Collection Practices Act, um, the Credit Repair Organizations Act, if you're using the credit repair company, uh, and then use that knowledge to then make sure that as you're going along the way, you're not being taken advantage of. Right. Right. So, um, so that's really how, how we're really going to help our customers. Um, so, the, so the ones that want, to, want us to fix their credit, uh, step one is, of course, you pull the credit report, mm-hmm. uh, and then you pull two months bank statements, and mm-hmm. then you pull a pay stub. Those mm-hmm. are the three things that you're going to need to fix your credit. The first one being your bank statements. Um, mm-hmm. And what we'll do is we'll go through each of those, and we'll figure out, well, where's your money going? What is your core cost of living? Like, what, do you, what does it really cost to be you? Uh, that number for us are five transactions, uh, rent or mortgage, utilities, food, car note, and gas for your car, right? Mm-hmm. Um, beyond that, everything else is in a different list, 
right? Because those are the five things that you're going to pay for no matter what, right? Right. Um, and ultimately, what we want you to do is have some sort of savings mechanism in your budget. And we want your their long-term goal to be to accumulate three times that core cost of living and savings. That way, when mm -hmm. the inevitable does happen, they've got the money to ride that out for at least 90 days. Yeah. Now, if you're an affluent person and you're making $80,000, $90,000 a year, you probably want to put a little bit more back because to find mm -hmm. a job at that pay rate is a lot harder than a $13 or 14 hour uh, an hour job. The more right. exclusive your job is, the harder it is to replace. So you want to have more of a, a buffer there. Uh, but the savings is really the first of four financial safety nets that you really should have in place. Uh, mm -hmm. The second is we want to make sure that you've got available credit, not just maxed out credit cards, right? Right. The third thing is we want to make sure that uh, you're properly insured, right? You've got medical yes. coverage. You've got car insurance. If you've got children, you've got life insurance. If you own yes. a home, you have homeowner's warranty insurance to cover the things in the house, like the water heater and the, uh, the, the air handler and those sort of things. And last, mm -hmm. that you've got investments, Right. When mm -hmm. you wake up, you need to have made money that day. You don't want to always work for the money because you'll exhaust yourself. You've got to have your money working for you. It's part of your team. Right. Yeah. And truth be told, if you've got those four financial safety nets in place, savings, available credit, um, insurance and investments. Right. And you've got the financial elbow room in your budget to contribute to those things on a regular basis. You've got good credit. Mm -hmm. It has nothing to do with your score. Right. Because, right. again, if you can pay the mutual fund, you can pay the light bill. Right. If you right. can pay the insurance policy, you can pay the rent. So you've got to be able to make sure that your everyday budget has those things in there. Right. And so that's why the savings mechanism is one of the one of three non-negotiable items that they must have in their plan. Uh, the second is we want everybody to have an allowance in their budget. Uh, yep. That's the that's the blow money. That's a, don't ask me about my money, money, you know, exactly. Uh, that is super important that they have it in there. Uh, yes. And then the third thing is we want to have what we call redirect. So as you're fixing your credit, you're going to find items on your credit report that you're not going to get rid of by just deletion, right? right? They're legitimate debts. They belong on the credit report. And I don't care what the guy online says, or the guy from the multi-level marketing company says, it's not going to go away. Right. Yeah. And if it does, it's going to come back or they're going to sue you for it. Right. So we want to have a sort of a, a separate savings going on so that as you're clearing that credit report and getting those things deleted, if you're faced with having to settle or pay one of those debts, you've got the money set aside. You don't want to spend your savings because if you have the inevitable happen and now you've paid off all these credit card bad debts and you've got nothing left, well, you're right back before you started. Right? Yeah. And all, you're just, again, one crisis away from collapse again. Right. So as you're creating that budget and you put that savings mechanism in there, you put that allowance mechanism in there, you put that redirect mechanism in there. The reason why those three categories are so important as far as your budget is concerned is because everything else in your list, rent, utilities, food, car note, gas, baby, daycare, whatever, that's maintenance. That's yeah. what you're already doing. And yeah. you're not trying to do this to run in place. You're trying to run and catch tread and move forward. So if you really want to you know, shock your potential, right? You've got to do something to create, you know, that you got to go from what is that kinetic energy to the potential energy or back, you know, you've got to get <laughs> something to get you to move forward, right? Yeah. So that's what those three categories does is that it's the only thing that will get you made. The savings builds your wealth, the redirect pays off your debt and the allowance keeps you on track as you're going through the process. 
That's the first step to credit repair. And notice it has nothing to do with what's on your credit report. Yeah, absolutely. Michael, when people, when they come to you and they, you know, they, they think, okay, I'm going to go to a credit repair, credit Mm -hmm. restoration um, uh, business. Do many of them think that this is going to be a quick fix or? Yeah, they all think it's a quick fix. And they don't, you know, and the expectation a lot of times is, hey, we're just going to get it deleted. And, you know, that's a dangerous place to be when you're paying somebody because the likelihood of everything coming off your credit report permanently isn't likely. And the techniques that they use to do that are a lot of times considered fraud. So it's, you know, you you still lose for winning because it can come back and bite you, especially if you're a professional. So if you're a realtor or a lender and you're using these companies and it comes back that a fraudulent technique was used, that could threaten their license, they could threaten, you know, fines and everything else. So you just got to really, really be careful. Wow. Gosh, I never even thought of that. Well, Michael, we're going to take a quick break and hear from our sponsor and we will be right back. Imagine starting a long journey without a map or even a clear idea of the obstacles ahead. That's exactly what it's like for entrepreneurs who start companies with a lot of passion but without the financial expertise to grow and scale their businesses and create long-term wealth for their families. Find a financial advisor who can help you map a better journey. Wayne Titus shows you how in his book, The Entrepreneur's Guide to Financial Well-Being. With the right advisor at your side, you'll have the freedom to focus on what really matters to you. Get The Entrepreneur's Guide to Financial Well-Being at Amazon.com and in the virtual bookstore on the Shock Your Potential app. And we are back with Michael Holmes after I choked up on myself. And we are talking about all things credit, credit restoration, credit repair, but really we're talking about financial decisions, you know, for individuals and all month long, my, all my experts are, you know, I mean, you've already given us a ton of tips, but if somebody is listening right now, I think about, you know, my, my listeners, we have, you know, a really interesting mix. We have a lot of, um, uh, experienced sales professionals. We've got a lot of entrepreneurs and we've got a lot of people that are kind of young in their career right now. And in any of these cases, you have people that are doing well, but you also have people, especially after the last year, who are probably, um, struggling in some way financially, uh, you know, what are some of your top tips other than the great things you've already given us that will help people to really, you know, hone in on what they can do today. So maybe they don't necessarily need your services right now, or maybe they do. Um, but, uh, but you know, they're saying, Hey, you know what, this is some really important stuff. I need to take a closer look at it. What, what kind of advice would you give them? Well, um, because we are in a COVID environment, one thing I will caution people on is, seeking help um, and that's a that's a caution I'm telling them the reason why is that a lot of people took help COVID help from their creditors and the way it rolled out is that they were required to help you but how they help you was up to each individual company right you know to a certain degree how they ultimately rolled out that help is going to be done on a case-by-case basis and a company-by-company basis. And what a lot of what happened a lot of times is, hey, I called my credit card company and says, I can't pay, right? And it says, okay, well, we'll defer it for 30 days. Okay, great. Click. Again, the first behavior in credit repair that we look for is that you're cognizant of what's going on around you financially. And just knowing yeah. that, hey, I don't have to make a payment this month isn't enough information. And now what's happening is that these creditors are calling you back. And they're saying, okay, you owe us for 90 days worth of payment. Okay, you owe us for six months worth of payment. Yeah. As a balloon payment. 
Yeah. Or your mortgage is now six months past due. And, or, you know, we're going to come get your car on Friday if you don't make a three month payment. So if you have entered into a helping relationship with your lender or creditor or merchant or whomever, you need to give them a call and say, look, I really need to understand the nature of the help and what happens on the back end. What are the yeah. consequences of the help? And this is where we're getting a vast majority of our customers now. And it's the people who got help and now they need help from the help. Okay. Oh, yeah. Um, so if you're in this COVID environment and you sought help, uh, make sure you go back to them and get something in writing because I have yet to find anyone that got anything in writing yeah. in regards to their help. And, well, and it's hurting. And, and it and what I, I hadn't even thought of this on so many levels, but I have two, two thoughts. Number one is, you know, also with renters. So you might've gotten, you know, you're not going to get evicted, but at some point yeah. in time, you're going to still have to pay those months of rent you didn't pay, or you will exactly. be evicted. There will be that point. But even um, within uh, small businesses, like I got a small business loan, mm -hmm. um, you know, a couple months into COVID. And I know now I, you know, I've got the terms, I've got all the details. I know when I have to start repaying that, which will be in July, I think I'll go verify after this, but I just was actually looking at the paperwork. The yesterday. Agreement, yeah. yeah. I can't remember if it was June or July, but, but I want to make sure because I don't want to even miss one, even though they're very small yeah. in terms of the repay. But, um, but what was interesting is when all those loans were being thrown around for small businesses, there was a lot of talk about how many of them might be um, forgiven or you may get this and they'll never ask you for it back. So, you know, we were all in this kind of, you know, brain fog of, okay, well, at least here's some money. I can keep my team going for a while. And luckily the amount that I got is not something that's crazy. And, you know, they actually gave me like 30 years to pay off this, a small loan. I would never take yeah. that long to pay it off. Right. But I'm thankful for that. But how many people are like me too, that maybe they didn't realize that all those between the PPP loans and the SBA loan and the this thing yeah, or whatever, yeah, unless yeah. it's a grant mm -hmm. where they say, here's your money. We don't care what you did with it. You know, even if they said, here's a grant, you know, use it, but we're going to come back in a year and we're going to audit you to see how you used it. If you didn't use it the right way, you're on the hook for that money again. And so there's yeah, this, this is government funding. It does yes. not go away. Yeah. This is not a credit card where there's a statute of limitations. This is like student loan, government-backed student loan debt. This is like military star. This is yeah. IRS. You know, this is money that even as a business, you're not going to get away from because there's a soul, there's a there's a guarantor. You signed as a as a guarantor, so you personally Absolutely. will be held liable uh, for that debt. And I got a feeling there will be a lot of default on it, and yeah. I don't know how they're going to handle it. Um, but really, you know, if you got a government back help like SBA help, it's so nominal as yes. far as the payback, like yours, like you said, you know, 30 years for a $10,000 note, you know what I mean? Um, but if you got help from your mortgage company, that's yeah. a big difference. You know Absolutely. What I mean? And if you have multiple have of these things, if you have multiple of these things, they can stack up and overwhelm you, yeah. you know, if yeah. you're not financially choke you out. And yeah. if, if you find yourself now struggling with items that are on the credit report, the first thing you're going to want to do is, you know, get a copy of the credit report. Uh, you can get it for free. You don't have to pay for it. Uh, you go to, and, and during COVID, you can actually get one free credit report every week. So you can really? go in there. It's usually it's once a year, but now you right. can go in there every week. 
uh, and get a new copy of your report. And all of this is, you know, it's for a short period of time, but uh, mm -hmm. it, it's, it's there. Now I will caution you, if you do notice there are errors on your credit report that you need fixed and it's time sensitive, recognize that the 30 day moratorium for them to get back with you, it doesn't work anymore. Yeah, it's this, we're, in a, we're in a national state of emergency. So until mm -hmm. 90 days after we are not in a state of emergency, national state of emergency, the bureaus have as much time as they need to address disputes. Okay. So, you know, don't expect a quick response that you normally would have. Uh, and a lot of times what I tell our customers is that really, if you're going to dispute something on your credit report, you really don't want to dispute with the bureaus. Right. And again, understanding the relationships that you're in, you are not as the consumer, the customer of the bureaus. Right. You that bank the, or that lending institution. Yeah, you are the natural resource of the bureaus that they buy and sell. Remember, the bureaus are not nonprofit. They're not government. They are for-profit companies. They are Walmart and they're selling 64 different versions of your credit score. You don't have three. You have 64, one for the mortgage industry, one for the credit card industry, one for the insurance industry, one for the rental industry. And each one has a different aspect of your buying behavior that they're interested in. So each one has a different score, right? And their job, the bureaus, is to collect as much of that information as they can and sell it to them. Your credit report isn't for you, it's just right. about you, right? Yeah. So, you know, you gotta start remembering how that works. So I would always recommend is as you're doing your disputes, you wanna dispute directly with the furnisher of the information, not mm -hmm. just the bureaus, because really the bureaus, they're gonna be, their job is to then go to that debt collector or that creditor anyway, and they're gonna make it very easy for that person or that business to validate the debt because they're paying them money. You're a business owner, right? Yeah. When, as you as a person call the bureau, every time you call them, you can get something for free, right? Free credit report. You can dispute everything on your credit report for free. They've got to send you the update for free, their responses for free, right? But that's from your perspective. From their perspective, every time you call, it costs them money. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So you got to kind of keep that in mind that, you know, really, you know, there's not going to, you're not going to get a lot of help from them because they're, you're, you're complaining about their paying customer. So go after the furnishers directly. You can get a lot more information about the debt. Again, credit pair is not about skirting your obligations. It should actually be the opposite. Right. You know, you want to be like that couple you talked about where you've got the ability to pay those bills on time. That's what's important. It's what's not important is your ability to trick the system to get out of it. Right. right? What's important is that you've got the capacity to do it. That's right. what you're looking for. Ultimately, you got to make sure that, you know, you're worried about your, your, your credit behavior, not your credit score. Right. Right. So again, start with the copy of the credit report after you've made your budget so that you know how financially you're going to address everything. You then take a copy of that credit report and start looking at the items that are on there. Now, if you've got a goal in mind, like buying a car, business loan, buying a house, whatever, before you start paying stuff off, right, you need to go to that lender mm -hmm. and say, okay, lender, here's where I'm at. What are your guidelines? Yeah. And whenever we do credit repair, that's where we start. We'll go to that lender and we'll say, okay, we're going to go for a VA loan or an FHA loan or a conventional loan or whatever, or SBA loan, a seven, a seven express SBA loan. My credit score needs to be this. My debt to income needs to be this. My uh, work history needs to be this. My cash on hand needs to be this. They're going to give you the guidelines. Right. Now you can start to customize your credit repair to meet the guidelines of that loan. That's becoming lendable, 
right? Because that's what your goal really is. Right. It's not to fix your credit, it's to be lendable. And there's no point in throwing darts in the dark when you just turn a light on. So understand what the goal is first, because you may find that that lender doesn't care about certain types of debts, it's like right. old medical debt or you know, debts that are beyond statutes of limitations, which is how long you would legally owe it, but can still be reported, that kind of stuff. So right. have that conversation with your lender first, then start to address the items on the credit report because you may be spinning your wheels or spending money where you don't need to be, right? Uh, that sort of thing. Uh, and then customize your credit card to meet those, the, those, those guidelines of that, of that product or security clearance or whatever you're trying to do with your credit. Right. Now, if it's ultimately just get out of debt, then really, again, that's your budget. And right. you can then use that credit report to figure out, well, how am I going to prioritize what I pay based on what my budget tells me I'm allowed to do? Because right. if you go to settle a $3,000 debt and you've only got 50 bucks in your checking account, you kind of <laughs> put the carriage in front of the horse. You know what I mean? <laughs> Absolutely. Oh, gosh, Michael, there's so many great um, um, pieces of information here and things that I just had never, ever even thought about. Uh, but Not some just common the, sense approach, right? Yeah. Well, and just, just the very idea of thinking, you know, okay, maybe I want to buy my first home just the guessing of what you think your credit score needs to be to be whatever is not the answer. Go, you know, go to your credit union or wherever that you might want to get pre-approved and say, I'm going to want to get pre-approved. Yeah. But before I do that, what are you looking at to pre-approve and what's the difference in what that might be an interest rate or whatever? Because if you know, okay, well, we're looking for this to get you this interest rate, but here you'll get this interest rate, mm -hmm. you know, then you can really make some smart decisions and it looks a lot better for you to that lender um, yeah. when you go towards them initially with the right, uh, the right profile. Exactly. Yeah. It's, you know, it's, it's like I was, we're doing a, a video shortly and it's about, it's a take on the love languages, right? You got to mm -hmm. know the love language of your lender, right? You got to, yeah. you got to give them what they're looking for. Cause you can give them all the things you want. If it's not what they're looking for, you're still not getting the loan. That's what I'm saying. You can walk into the bank with an 800 score and still not get the loan. Yeah. It's true. not about the score. That's true. Gosh, Michael, I know um, we're going to talk about uh, just a couple of things as we wrap up, but before uh, we even talk about that, do you guys, you're based in Tampa Bay. Um, yes. Do you work with people all over the U.S.? All over, specific? yeah. We've got okay, customers great. actually all over the world, uh, especially with our military. You know, they're deployed oh, in different places and, and we work with them. So yeah, wherever you are, we can, we can work with you. Excellent. Well, before we will have all your contact information on our show notes, but just in case somebody wants to look you up right now, what's the best way for them to find you? Uh, there's a couple of places. Of course, you can always check out our website, uh, deltacreditrestoration.com. Uh, we've actually got a self-help YouTube channel. So go there. We've got over a hundred videos. They're not commercials. It's not hype. It's not, you know, the infomercials. It's, it's actual, the techniques on what you want to do from everything from student loan debts to repos to negotiating debt, the whole nine. Uh, so you can always check us out on YouTube for, and just look up Delta Credit Restoration on YouTube. Or you just give us a call. We're here way too often. Uh, like I always tell my clients, we only work a half a day, which is nine to nine, you know what I mean? So uh, you can give us a call. We're at 813-567-5855. Excellent, Michael. Before we go, do you have any last words of wisdom or pearls of advice for my listeners and viewers? Yes, um, if, you're, if you're seeking help, which you should seek help. There are a lot of professionals out there that can help you get your credit right, but you've got to be careful when you're dealing with credit repair companies. Uh, never pay a credit repair company up front. I don't care what state you're in, there's a federal guideline that says you don't have to pay, a you, you have a 100% money back guarantee 
policy for the first three days. So that gives you an opportunity to listen to that person, find out what they're offering, do some research on that company uh, before you have to financially make a decision to join. If there's a workup fee, a sign-up fee, an opportunity fee or whatever, you don't have to pay that at least for the first three days. Uh, also, you probably wanna avoid multi-level marketing companies. I love multi-level marketing companies, but you really want the person that's gathering your social security number and your credit report and those things to be the actual person working mm. your credit profile, right? right? You don't wanna be part of someone's downline and someone on that downline is actually working your stuff. Uh, so just oh, be yeah. careful uh, if, you, if, if, if it sounds too good to be true, if, they, if they're giving you this, you're a Superman and the debt collector doesn't have any rights and all you gotta do is mail this letter and it's gonna go away. If it's hype, it's probably not right. Uh, so just be yeah. careful because it, 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 you know, this is your future. This is your financial future that they're playing with, and you just got to be real careful. Uh, but huh. either way, you know, the first thing is make the choice, make that change, because uh, it doesn't usually take a lot on your end to have a big dramatic change on the other end. It's like the planet. You know, if, if you've got water, and at one degree it's water, one degree change it's ice. One degree change in the other direction, it could be gas. You know what I mean? So it yeah. doesn't take a whole lot to make a big impact, uh, but it just takes a plan uh, uh, before you start stepping into it. Excellent. Michael, thank you so much for all of your great advice and your great insight. It has been a pleasure to have you on our podcast. Likewise, I appreciate it. Thank you for joining us on another episode of the Shock Your Potential podcast. Learn more about us today at shockyourpotential.com including details on Michael's two best-selling books. Tell me more, how to ask the right questions and get the most out of your employees, and Sales Mixology, why the most potent sales and customer experiences follow a recipe for success. Make sure to check out our Shock Your Potential app, on-demand professional training resources to help you excel in your career. And as always, don't forget to subscribe, rate, and like us today.